All right, man, you get some fitness on the docket today or what? I do. We, uh, we were talking about this beforehand and you holding my feet to the fire. You're making me say it on camera, Pat. I appreciate it. I appreciate the accountability. I'll do what I can. <laughs> I, uh, I did some jujitsu earlier in the day. That was a lot of fun. And I have some lifting on the docket. I'm trying to be a good boy and do two lifting sessions a week and two conditioning sessions on top of the jujitsu that I'm doing because I have been sorely lacking on the CrossFit front uh, for a while now. So today- What's the lift gonna lifting, be? Front squats. Oh so yeah. I, yeah. Front squats and dead hang pull-ups. So oh. it'll be a good time. What a great, what's the rep range on the squats? Simple five by five on both and uh, let it rip. And are you gonna like superset and do the pull-ups between the front squats? You're gonna do them totally separate? I'm going to go back. Uh, yes, the superset style, I suppose. Uh, okay. Probably not a true superset. Like I'll probably do the front squats, catch yeah. my breath, do a set of pull-ups and work my way back and forth. That's my favorite way to, to do that. I love on a, like a strength day, quote unquote, to uh, pick a lower body movement and an upper body movement and bounce back and forth between mm -hmm. the two. I just, I've done that forever and I just really love that scheme. And you said it's strictees on the pull-ups? Oh, yeah. Is it just yep. kind of a, a, a max? Are you looking to get to a number each time? No. So I'm going to keep the fives and I will try to ramp up to a heavy set of five with the old, uh, oh, a weighted dip pull. belt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so dude, that's awesome. I'll probably start the first step, uh, set rather, uh, just body weight and then I'll bust out the old chain dip belt and see where we get. Oh, that's cool. That's a great day. Yeah. Oh, that's a fantastic yeah. day. Okay. Very cool. Okay. Well, We've How about got, you? Hold on. We got to turn the tables back around. Oh, so the what's on the docket today, I, I'm probably going to have to tweak the overhead, but it's it's a potential trap if you're new to CrossFit, <laughs> but a, a veteran aren't, sees aren't it. Aren't they all? A veteran sees <laughs> it coming because, you know, it's like that hero workout, the seven, where oh, yeah. seven rounds, but everything's set to seven. So initially, even though the weights are like super heavy, it doesn't seem that bad. It's tricky. Mm. This is four items seven rounds of seven reps of each and it's 115 on the barbell okay okay kind of that <laughs> so weird middle middle ground is set, yeah you know yeah 115 for men 75 for women uh, first of all it's seven box jumps okay seven power clean seven push press seven chest to bar pull-ups Ooh, i like this that's a i like that a lot that's uh 115 yeah. Four rounds, you said? Seven rounds. Seven rounds oh, of all seven. seven rounds. I'm sorry. I don't know where I got four. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, I like that. I might, uh, I might log that one for uh, later in the week. Yeah. And, and it's, it's supposed to, the, the trap's supposed to spring um, relatively soon because, <laughs> you know, that, that light sounding bar, you know, those box rooms are going to start to suck it out of you a little bit. And then you get to the power clean one time, you're like, whew, a little tired here. You know, like is it a uh, <laughs> is it a tall box jump? Or are we talking no, just twenty four and twenty? Okay, you know, no need to be a hero. Um, and so, yeah, have um, have fun. Uh, my uh, for anyone out there who's actually fit now, unlike you or I, and looking to really like get after it. My wife did it this morning, just under nine minutes, like I think like eight fifty five. Mm. So wow, I would I would double that time for me. That's going to well, do what I shoot for when I go out there. Yeah, that's uh, that's really fast. I mean, a uh, minute and change per round. That's that's pretty yeah, impressive. She probably she probably cheated. Okay, <laughs> let's. Uh, <laughs> so 
Today's question is a good one. This is basically the the short title is like fitness on a budget, CrossFit on a budget, mm-hmm. if you will. And because there was a comment that was posted on Very Not Random episode 145, and that comment was from, I'm looking at the individual's handle here on CrossFit, it looks like his first name is Mark, Mark C., Mark Crandall. He says, let me reorganize my screen here so I can read it. Why is there no way for low-income people to be part of CrossFit? I've searched for a way to get an L1 for low-income families to bring fitness to a different community who isn't going to be able to pay $150 a month price tag in our area. I, I have a pretty decent barn gym, and we train anyone who shows up for free. By the way, that's awesome. Love it. Yeah, very Typically, cool. they help with water. They help with water and such. But really, the people coming are the people who need better access to fitness I'm a married father of three, being the breadwinner for my family. There's no opportunities for me to become certified without hurting my family. If CrossFit wants to heal the world, then why are these opportunities not more prevalent or accessible? Or maybe they are, and I've not found them. Thanks for the show. Love the information you guys put out there. So basically, we've Mark, what I would recommend, just in case you have not, is we did a show very similar to this that might really benefit you. And it was uh, VNR episode 116. And it was called Is CrossFit Too Expensive? So I think if you go back and you watch that, you'll actually get a decent amount of answers and information in that particular episode. And so now we're going to try to piggyback some new information off of what we pr- uh, what we already said in VNR 116. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd just like to first start by saying that is so cool that you have a facility kind of on site for you and you've opened that up to people around you and, uh, you know, hey, come one, come all, let's get together and train. I think philosophically that is right on the money for so many reasons. I mean, not just the, uh, you know, the willingness to do that, but if we go a little bit deeper there, that really speaks to me about the basic utility of the CrossFit methodology is that hey, there's going to be many ways to the top of the mountain. There are going to be people that it's it's a viable career path for them. That's what they want to be doing is owning and operating a gym, coaching at that facility, making that their their kind of life's mission. That's great. There's also going to be a whole range of people below that, or that's maybe not even the right term, just around that, where they could be every bit as dedicated to their own health and fitness. They could be every bit as dedicated to kind of learning these movements and learning how to put uh, workouts together and programming and all that. But they're not going to make it their profession. And they can still offer that to other people. And I, I bang this drum all the time. You guys that are longtime listeners of the show, you've probably heard this theme many times. But that's where I believe the real benefit is, is in getting that basic level of fitness literacy together so that you, the individual, you don't have to have any credentials behind your name. You don't have to have a gym that's, you know, affiliated. I mean, that's great if you want to go down that track, but at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, it could be you as a member of your local neighborhood that says, Hey, I know how to do a power clean a little bit better than the guy next to me. Why don't you come over? Let's do a technique session together. You can watch me. I can watch you. I'll share what I know and we'll get better together. I think that that is at its heart, what is going to make the bigger impact if, if he's talking about, you know, like global adoption of this sort of thing. And to me, I think you have to kind of free your mindset from CrossFit only exists in these facilities that are going to cost X amount a month. 
Uh, that is absolutely not the case. That might be an amazing way to go and do it, but that is not where the story ends by a long shot. And you know, by nature of hosting these sessions in your barn, you're kind of proving that. So I think that's really cool. That's exactly what I was going to say, which was, you know, Mark, and maybe I'm missing a little context for your question, but in my mind, you are the living, breathing answer to your own question. Like your question is, how can you use strength and conditioning and fitness and the CrossFit methodology to improve the lives of people who don't potentially have the monetary resources to show up and pay $150 a month at an affiliate? literally how how it is that you're doing it you know you've got some gear you've got some knowledge you've got some time you're obviously a warm welcoming person you opened up the doors to your barn gym and people come in there and they work out and that exact whatever you want to call that is free you know and maybe you learned what you learned attending an affiliate somewhere for 150 dollars a month right but you were able to then take that knowledge that you learned and then share with a whole bunch of other people who didn't have the resources to pay that that monthly fee or whatnot. You know, you can do that, or this can be replicated ad nauseum all around the world. Like you only need, like you were saying a second ago, the credentials or to be an affiliate or to have your L1 or whatever it happens to be. If you are looking to advertise and use the CrossFit name, and then you're going to charge for your services and you're going to collect revenue based upon that. Like if you're going to go down that road of you're now running a business and charging people for your services, okay, there are certain legal hoops that you need to jump through and there's responsibilities there and you got to do it the right way. But the knowledge, the methodology, the whole nine yards is 100% available for free. And you can disseminate that for free seven days a week, 365 days a year and make everyone's lives better. And, you know, if everybody walking into your barn gym, and I don't, I don't know who these people are, but I've got a really, I feel profoundly confident saying that everyone walking in, even if they probably can't afford the gym membership that you spoke about, is probably walking in with a smartphone in their pocket that is connected to the internet and therefore they have Google. They've got podcasts and they've got YouTube. They literally have in their hand a wealth and treasure trove of of information. All they probably need to know, if they don't know already, is where they should look. So if you happen to know the websites, the articles, the whatever that you've already sifted through, my friend, just share that to them. I mean, we're on episode whatever it is right now, very not random, that anybody could watch literally for free. And you talk about helping out somebody's strength and conditioning IQ or their fitness literacy. If you listen to or watch to every episode of Very Not Random for free, you would have a remarkably good idea of what you could do regardless of the gear that you have available, regardless of the time you have, regardless of if you're beginner, intermediate or advanced. And we've even had people on talking about nutrition. So it's all out there. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, I, so one thing on that as a resource, I'll toot my own horn just a little bit here. Please. I was lucky enough to be, <laughs> to be involved in a really cool project in, uh, I think it was around 2017, 2018, where uh, this is working with CrossFit. We did a huge movement demo shoot. And I believe we captured about 140 movement demos. And we did them in a way that we tried to make them as evergreen as possible. So we did them all on a white wall background. Um, so there's no distractions there. There's no, you know, 
no music, no nothing that's mm -hmm. going to get in the way of like, hey, this is just the movement. And we were at the time able to get this really high-end camera that could capture up to a thousand frames a second. And what I thought was really cool about that is that the way the demo videos are laid out, you know, they're a couple minutes long each. The first shot is just the movement done at speed. So you can just see it and take it in. And then after that, it is slowed way down to the point where one rep that we're talking, it might take a second and a half to do it. You get to see it stretched out over about 45 seconds to a minute. And in real time, there's little points that Mm -hmm. guide you to what should be happening at that phase of the movement. And to me, that's one of the best places to just go back and reference because it's like, Absolutely. it's such a deep dive on these movements and anybody can, can pick it up when it's broken down that simply and that slowly. Uh, it gives you lots to chew on. So that's a great resource too. Um, one other thing kind of along this, this idea that, you know, hey, a, a little bit of basic literacy should afford you a step forward and you should be able to be autonomous enough to like dive in and, and get after it. Um, I think it's also important to note that, you know, at this day and age when you can look at CrossFit and you can see so many people that are doing it and there's a lot of flash on social media and a lot of like, you know, high level athletes that kind of get a lot of the spotlight. Um, I think it's easy to forget that there's a huge range of what people really need from their expression of CrossFit. And so if you're just the average person and you just want to be fit and healthy and happy as you navigate through your life, you know, it's okay if you progress a little slower and you don't have monster weights on the bar for a mm -hmm. while or ever. It's okay if your technique is never super snappy and just textbook and it's continually a work in progress. That's okay. It is way, way better to be in that camp where you're like, hey man, it's just kind of a, you know, I'm just in that jalopy that just keeps moving down the highway. It's never gonna be the, the flashy sports car that's ripping down the road, but I am making progress. Way better to be in that camp than the throw your hands up and say, I just can't do it because it won't be perfect camp. And, and that is, in my opinion, one of the most just negative headspaces to get into that says, I cannot do it with this perfect expression and therefore it's not pursuing at all. That's to be avoided at all costs, in my opinion. So I think it's important to point that out. Hey, you've got just regular people that want a little bit of health and fitness injected into, into their life. It's okay that it takes you a long time to learn how to front squat well. Mm -hmm. No big deal, you know what I mean? Um, and pursuing that on your own with some friends together and helping each other out with that, I mean, I can't think of a better long-term project that is truly going to build, uh, you know, kind of community or call it brotherhood or whatever within that group of people. It's, uh, it's hugely powerful to explore stuff like that with a couple of trusted friends. So don't shy away from it. Yes. And, you know, like I said before, you, you get the smartphone, you, you point people in the right direction. 150 bucks at an affiliate is maybe too much. But if they could, you know, save together, you know, some modest funds. And like we said before, you, you, if they purchased one pair of used dumbbells off of Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, and that's literally the only fitness purchase they ever made in their life, and they get tucked in their backyard or their garage, wherever it happened to be, and they had the right resources to go in their smartphone, they could become a ferocious animal of fitness like they could. They just need the, the will and desire, and they absolutely can do it. And what I would also say is... Um, 
I mean, you don't even need that. You know, get get really good at sprinting, air squats, and burpees, and you know, and broad jumps yeah. and things like that. And you know, yeah. de- develop a fifteen minute plank hold. Now, you, the um, but you know, getting back to the let's say there was an extreme desire to attend an in person affiliate, and the fees are just really high. You know, you may have to go to several gyms, right? Because who knows? Because you've got some gyms that maybe have just enough members to keep the lights on, and they're probably not set up well for some additional charitable work because they are scraping by, and some ones that are in the middle, and some ones that are established, and they've got, you know, their bills are paid, and they're 100 members over that, and they're great, and they're doing quite well, and they're, you know, uber successful, and and all, all different types of owners under the sun. But But if you walked up and just had a real human conversation with them, like, look, Got a couple guys. They would, you know, would love to attend your your gym. They don't have the means. Either here's what they can pay each month, whether it's zero or fifty or seventy five or whatever. Like, is there anything that you need help with at your gym? Anything at all? You know, are you paying? Lord knows how much for the cleaning fee or whatever it happens to be. And there could very well be some sort of a barter system. You know, if you went to enough gyms, I bet you could find one owner that's like, you know what? I think we could make something work. You know. Got a couple of people in there with a great attitude and they're willing to swap it out for this. Yeah, see you at 5 p.m. So, you know, and the worst that you'll get is a no. But I, but from having met a fair number of CrossFit gym owners and hearing over the course of many years all kinds of different stories about gym owners doing exactly what you're talking about, they have either, um, like, I can't the search for, like scholarship funds almost, mm-hmm. where they'll have a couple members that aren't paying. Like, it might be even more common than you think if you haven't started just having those conversations. Yeah, 100% agree. I think it's easy to uh, look at any business and, and think that, uh, you know, they're going to fit this model of kind of, <laughs> for lack of a better term, a, like a cold corporate structure. But nothing could be further from the truth when you have a small business that is propped up explicitly to try to help people. You know, like they are going to try to help people. And maybe that won't fit within their business model, but they're at least probably going to have that conversation with you and 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 talk to you about the options that are available. So that being said, I, I think kind of what we're dancing around here, in my opinion, is this concept of like a CrossFit club. And if we use that as a bit of a model, I think that there's a lot of cool things that can be explored within that. So in this particular instance, it sounds like the club, if we call it that, uh, is kind of facilitated by one person who has the space and maybe a little bit of knowledge. But really all that's happening there is a pooling of resource. Mm -hmm. And I think that can happen in a ton of different ways. And so if you're interested in kind of going down this route and you have a couple of people, I think it it starts being important to answer a few questions. Okay, well, what equipment collectively do we have amongst us? Maybe I've got a pair of dumbbells and Pat's got a set of rings and, you know, our other mm-hmm. buddy, right. Mike, has a garage. Got some sandbags he made. Or, or, or maybe he just has the space and mm-hmm. we don't. Okay, well, we're going to collect our stuff at his place and start there. Okay, great. Let's take that a step further. After we've been training together a little bit and we start to, like, you know, figure out what we're doing. We kind of gotten to the stage where we, we were comfortable together, techniques kind of coming along. The next viable question is, well, what equipment would be best to have next? What do we always kind of feel like we're missing out on? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's put a big jar in the corner and maybe that's pull-up bar. Great. Slap a piece of duct tape on there with a pull-up bar fund. And anytime you guys get together to work out the spare change that's in the car console, or that you got, you know, left over after whatever, you toss it in the jar. And after a month or two, 
you figure out how much is in there and you say, okay, great, we got enough for a pull-up bar. Let's buy that piece of equipment. And then next piece of duct tape goes up. And over the span of a year or so, you'd be surprised at what you've collected and what's kind of a cool uh, expression of that. So, so that's one way to do it. Now, let me pitch the other way, which is how about doing the same thing for education? So you've got this little collective group that's working out together. You're all kind of not that experienced and maybe you don't have any interest in being like a professional coach. Fine. You're kind of figuring it out as you go. Reach out to that local affiliate and maybe it's once a month. Maybe it's once every six weeks. Maybe it's once every quarter. You pool a bit of money together and you say, hey, we have a little group. We can't afford to come into the affiliate, but we want to hire your coach for two hours or an mm -hmm. hour or whatever to come to us and do a technique session. Here's what we want to learn. We need to refine our power clean and our double unders, whatever, whatever yep. those movements are. How much is it going to cost for one of you guys to come to us for an hour? And, you know, we save up that money and, and, and there it is. Maybe it's another direction where instead of saving up for a coaching session, it's saving up for a certificate course. Maybe somebody does get the bug and they, they kind of become the de facto leader of that little CrossFit club. They're the ones that kind of, you know, maybe they're a little further ahead and they have a little bit more understanding. They're the ones that kind of put the workouts together. They're the ones that kind of keep the train on the tracks, so to speak. You know, in every group, somebody like that kind of emerges given enough time. And maybe that person gets bit by the coaching bug. Cool. Maybe the group decides that they're going to pitch in enough money to send this person eventually to an, an L1 or to do their online L1. And the return is that that person has agreed that they're going to come back and share what they've learned with the group and try to pay that forward in that way. You know? And so by that way, you've kind of decentralized the cost. You've, you've allowed it I to like be that. spread over time. And there's a couple of different ways to do that. It could be an equipment focus. It could be, hey, let's take a look at local coaches and see if we can reach out to them periodically to make sure we're on the track. Or it could be, hey, let's pool and make sure that this guy who's kind of emerging as our leader gets more information so he can pass it along to the rest of us. You know, some options that I like that a lot. Set you that's, forward. that's cool. I think that's a lot of good opportunities and ideas, hopefully, for Mark, who's you know submitted the question, or anyone else interested in going down this path will find an answer that fits their needs, their friend need, friends need, their community's needs, whatever. There's, there's a way to do it. Where there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely. And, and I'll, you sparked something, which is a, a, a short tangent, but I thought was cool. I just learned recently that somebody who um, works out in my community, they've got their garage gym, but they almost treat it like it's a drop-in. So basically, on the way to their garage, they have a jar and every time they walk out to their garage, say they work out four or five times a week, they make themselves put a $5 bill in the jar. He's, you know, because he's like, I'm always got the next piece of gear or something in my, in mm. my head. And if I just do this, you know, every now and then, and I check back in, you know, three months later, I'm like, oh, I can actually uh, get that instead of it being this one like lump sum payment. I've never heard anyone mm. doing that with their own garage gym to just slowly and gradually, you know, help it evolve. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, that is kind of cool. And that's that <clears throat> for the price of a cup of coffee, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, hey, you know, no joke. Find, find something that you can uh, kind of, you know, maybe you're not going to miss it, um, that you can skim a couple bucks out of your budget. And yeah, you'd be surprised what can happen over, over enough time. Uh, yeah, it's a cool way to approach it. So once again, Mark, much appreciated for the question. I hope this helped. 
as always, like I forget to say at the beginning of every show, and then I remember to say it at the end, go to verynotrandom.com. Check out all the cycles that we offer there. Help support the show. Get your first strict pull-up. Work on your handstand walk. There's some barbell stuff. There's a great 1.5-mile run program. Just, just kind of check everything out. If you have a question, a topic, an idea, or something for a future show, um, submit it on the like the Very Not Random Instagram account. Check it out there. Send a direct message. If you want to be a little more anonymous, go to the YouTube channel, the BTWB YouTube channel. Find a show. Post your thoughts under the most recent show because we, we read all that stuff and it helps drive the content. So for Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood, and we'll see you next time.